Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. I'm doing well. Doing well. Uh, good. Doing better, doing better than the Warriors' defense. Oh, huh? man. On the road? Yeah. What's going on, Festus? Why can't oh, they play? You are coming de- in with the hard-hitting questions <laughs> in the morning. Are you trying to ruin my morning? Right out of the <laughs> gate, Festus. <laughs> I know. You know, um, this, this Warriors team has had a, a very up-and-down season. Uh, part of it is, you know, I don't want to make excuses, but what you've seen in the lineup is really the past few games are really indicative of how the season has gone. They're starting to get some rhythm, some momentum, and somebody goes out of the lineup. They have to adjust, and they try to adjust, and they've really done it beautifully. But then adjusting back and forth to having people in and out of the lineup has been hard for them. And, you know, it's just something about being on the road, and I don't fully understand it because when they're at home, right. they're a top defense. In that five-game stretch when they were winning at home, they were the top defense in the NBA. But something about being on the road is not clicking. And those little mistakes that they make, they're not able to recover from them. The slow starts don't help. But um, I'm not fully able to comprehend everything that's happening on the court right now because this team is so drastically different from the road to home. It's it's so weird, and I almost like I'm almost like as a as a fan and observer, I must wait for them to lose on the road. I, I mean, I, I know it's not a mindset, but is there a little bit of a mindset? Because for them, it, it's, uh, it's almost hard to explain how they can be seven and twenty five on the road. That's down there with the Pistons, Spurs, and Rockets. No, I haven't gotten to that point yet. Because here's the deal: every game I expect the Warriors to win, still, because there is still that mindset of a guys that are champions, but. I think that what I'm seeing is just a lack of connect- connectivity on the team. It's, it's easier to, to overcome that on, at home because you have the crowd energy. But I think on the road, what you see is sometimes the, the ball's not moving as much. You see the defense is not, is not connected because they're getting bad shots on the road. And so they have to play against uh, – the other team has to play against an unset Warriors defense. You see some things happening on the court as well, but – I just think that this team is not fully locked in. And when they do get locked in, it's hard to say that when it's 60-something games in. You have less than 30 games left. So the time is running down, but I still believe that the mentality and the character of this team will still be able to win. I'd rather be the Warriors than anybody else in the NBA right now. That's interesting because, I mean, when they're home, I do feel like that. Like, oh, you don't want to play this team. And then when they go on the road, I start to doubt it. So... Um, listen, this is a very sensitive topic, Festus, um, but the Andrew Wiggins story, I know nobody's talked about it or anything like that. I guess you could speak, though, to just the effect on the team and maybe, you know, if indeed he did come back, you know, would he need maybe some ramp-up time or how they're adjusting? I mean, how do you see the Wiggins, without setting aside the personal matter, just the basketball aspect of it, how do you see that affecting the team, missing Wiggins? There's no doubt that this team misses Andrew Wiggins. The things that he brings to this basketball team, there's nobody that brings that unique ability of scoring, of defense, and, and really the closest thing they have right now is Jonathan Kaminga. You understand that he has the, the greatest potential on the team, but his youth is the thing that really holds him back. He's going to get there with time, but he needs more experience. Right now, a veteran leader, Andrew Wiggins, was the reason why they were able to win the championship last year. And so if you start off from there, you understand that his presence, or the lack of his presence, rather, is very, very missed on this team. Now, as a brotherhood, as a team, like, 
you also understand that when your brother's going through something, there's empathy and there's things that you also feel watching your brother go through uh, whatever it is. You know, it's a, it's a very personal matter. And I just am wishing all the, all the best for him and his family. I hope that everything is okay. And I know that the team, there, there is some parts of that that the team feels that. They feel his absence. And um, when you have him back, it's important to help him that he comes back as Andrew Wiggins as well. Like he, this team needs him to play at the level that he does. The rebounding, the defense, all those things are critical and the things that they need to win. And those are the things that are missing right now. Yeah, it's just, I mean, he's just a great, great player, and he's not on the team right now. And got to ask you also, we're talking to Festus Azili, NBC Sports Bay Area, and our friend, NBA champ Festus. Is um, Jordan Poole's role when Steph returns going to the bench? I'm wondering how you feel about that. He didn't have a good game last night. They, you can't have a good game every night. But I'm just wondering, do you think it's hard on him to have his role change so much during the season? Back to the, the idea of youth, I think – when you're a young guy in the NBA, one of the things, that, the toughest things that you have to deal with, and I said that about Jonathan Kaminga, is the idea that you might not play every night, right? And, and that up and down part of your rotation is something that when you get experience as a veteran, then you just learn how to be efficient in wherever, whatever situation you find yourself. John Poole has been amazing this season because of the things they've asked him to do. It's not easy to fill Steph Curry's shoes and the offense built for Steph Curry. And he's been able to thrive in that. You saw him improve during that stretch that Steph was out. He started to play make. He started to create opportunities for his teammates. You know his speed is incredible, and he can get by guys at any point in the game. Part of being an experienced player in the NBA is understanding when to attack. I think that's what you're watching with Jordan Poole. He's trying to figure out, when do I attack? Because I do have this advantage that I can use at any moment. But you don't want to use that early in the game, right? Early, early in the game, early in the possession, because the defense is set on the other team. So learning how to move the ball in the first initial offense part of the game and then attacking the second side when the defense is a little bit weakened, that's one of the things I think I see Jordan learning. But I see his playmaking improving. I see his, his hustle improving. He's been making incredible winning plays uh, here over the stretch. The shot is going to fall sometimes. It's not going to fall sometimes. And I think this is what Steve Kerr said a few games ago is, Steph Curry's ability to take tough shots has been earned because over time, over time, he's learned when and where to take these shots. As a young guy with the ability that Jordan Poole has, you feel like you can make every shot. And he can make tough shots, but you don't want to take that every time because your percentage drops. And so that's, these are all the learning lessons that you're having to have while you're also chasing the championship. It's just this weird duality. Not weird, but it's a very interesting duality that this Warriors team has right now where they have veteran, experienced guys and Steph, Clay, Draymond, and Andre Godala, Kevon Looney. But they also have really young guys who are asked to play key positions on a championship team. And if, they, if the team has a championship aspiration, then this is where those young guys have to learn quicker. And those guys have been doing an incredible job, but, you know, there's 20 games left. So there's not really a whole lot of room for error, especially on the road. That's why people get to panicking. You know, I do the show with Bonte Hill. Vontae panics every time we lose, you know? So <laughs> I, I understand how he feels. But right now, I think this team has to keep focusing on getting better. There's still a chance, and I believe in this team. Every week, Michael Rosenbaum is getting deep with someone new on the Inside of You podcast. Let's get inside of Shelly Hennick. So Obliterated's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I had the best time. And it was great. challenging, but it was like the show that doesn't runners. always happen. Everybody's trying to make a show, and you're this not. This was a dream. It's no fun. Genuinely. That's and if it beautiful. wasn't, I would just keep my mouth shut and talk about something else. Yeah, like, it like, was, hey, it was fine. Because yes. I've done that. I've asked people, and they're like, you know. 
Yeah. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum, wherever you listen. Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. Well, I mean, as you point out, 16 games left, and, and I mean, they're only, they're in the, they're the sixth seed right now. They're tied with the five yeah. seed, and I mean, they're, they're, it's all out there for them. Uh, just real quick, getting away from the big picture stuff to the small picture stuff, going the next three games, at Memphis, Milwaukee here Saturday, Phoenix here Monday. I mean, this is all-star stuff The big here. boys are coming fast this year. <laughs> yeah. all-star stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, do you see this as <clears throat> this is the gauntlet and can they handle I mean, obviously. Good measuring stick. Memphis is down right now. They yeah. have a jaw situation. Yeah. And then here comes, you know, Milwaukee and then KD on Monday. So hey. if you can't get up for this, you can't get up for anything, right? Absolutely. But you've seen this team play up to the competition. No question. The problem is you've also seen them play down to the competition. Yeah. So the, the thing about this team is there's no question about the talent of the Golden State Warriors. That's, that's, not, that's never been a question. The thing is, how do we tie? Because it feels like when you fix a problem, another problem pops up. You fix the defense, then the offense is struggling. Well, then you fix the offense, and then there's a health issue. And so this season has been like that. But like I said at the beginning, I – don't and this team still strikes fear in a lot of people, a lot of other teams. I talked to Eric Gordon, who plays for the Clippers now. I talked to him the other day when they came in town, and I asked him, "What do you see from our team?" Because they're struggling as well. He says, "You know what? You guys will figure it out at the right time." That's the belief that everybody around the league has. But what I see about this next few games: Phoenix, Memphis first, then the then the Milwaukee Bucks, then Phoenix. This is actually the kind of competition you want to have down the stretch. Because it's almost a preview to the playoffs, and so for this team that has struggled and has the season and has had the season it's had in the first half, I think it's important for this team to take these games seriously, take them like the playoff, uh, like the playoff series that they could be in the future. And it's a great way for you to measure yourself, but it's a great way for you to work on your game. Because if you win these next three games, then we're not arguing. We're not sitting here talking about the state of the Warriors. You're talking about how they're going to go and dominate in the playoffs. So there's a great opportunity ahead for this team still. Yeah, it should be exciting starting tomorrow night against Memphis and then Saturday and Monday uh, with uh, Giannis and KD coming to town. Fest, it's just because, you know, we're in the business. we got to create controversy and talking oh points. Oh, my God. <laughs> Here it go. comes, man. Here it comes. No, no. How are you going to put me on the gauntlet now? No, that, just that. <laughs> it, it, explain to us from an NBA player and locker room perspective, Draymond's going to – they're going to roll – if first take wanted to, they could just roll Draymond waving his hand disgustedly and walking away during a possession. I've already seen it on my Yahoo News feed. I mean, you know, I mean, Draymond got frustrated in a possession last night and – waved his hand and walked away. So how, how do you explain that as a, from a player's perspective? I mean, Draymond, Draymond has a fire and a passion that he plays with. And sometimes, you know, you have possession and you have things like that that happen. I don't blame him, and I don't blame him for being frustrated at our offensive possession last night because I feel like at points in the game, we got away from the, from the plan and the things that we were doing. Now, I, knew, I know that we're going to try to read into it based on whatever happened earlier in the season and all the things, but sometimes you can really look at things in a vacuum. And I think that that was one of those situations that showed a lot of frustration. 
But you've seen it from different people. You saw it from Jordan Poole, you know, last night. You've seen it from Steve Kerr at different points. You see, like, it's frustration because these guys know that they're better and they want to win games. So that's that's really what that was. Yeah, I hear you. And, you know, you're right. You can make a big deal out of it because of the punch, or you can just, you know, it was a possession and Draymond was revving hot and they're frustrated on the road right now. Uh, for sure. Hey, we had Michael Thompson on a couple days ago, Festus, and he said to us, the Warriors don't, and this is talking to a big man here, Festus Azili, the Warriors aren't big enough. And it was the Anthony Davis game where they, he, he you know, Anthony dominated well, him. He went off, yeah. AD dominated him, and he said the Warriors aren't big enough. And just wondering, do you, you know, do you agree? I think that, that there's every year, right? Every year when the Warriors win, there's always something that they miss. <laughs> You always say, well, they're missing this thing. Like last year, they said the Warriors are not big enough. That's true. But they've been able to create a roster that counters that. With the way that Andrew Wiggins played, with the way that Gary Payton II played in the playoffs last year, Otto Porter, you have have Kevon Looney and Draymond Green. That duo has been rebounding more than – and they've out-rebounded every big man matchup that they have had pretty much all year long. And so if they play and you really look at the advantages and disadvantages of the way that they play, they really need the full roster for you to make that argument. Andrew Wiggins being gone and the things that he brings, he does supplement the team in a way that affects that change. I can say that. I'm biased. Of course I would say they need a big man on the roster, but the idea is a guy to protect the rim, a guy to rebound, and a guy to really clog up the paint sometimes and get some easy baskets. Now, if you look at around the roster, Kevon Looney rebounds the ball. You have a guy in Draymond Green who's one of the best help defenders in the league, which helps and supplements that, that rim defense. But you need them to play together. Kevon Looney, Andrew Wiggins. Now you see an evolution and the emergence of Jonathan Kaminga as a perimeter defender. And he's really turning into a guy that can protect the rim. Anthony Davis is Anthony Davis. He's a top five player in the NBA. He's a tough guard for anybody. And with the way he's playing right now, I don't think a lot of people can stop him. But you can see the depth in the middle of the paint is, is something that could be an issue in the future if they don't have their full roster. Yeah, well, well said, well said. By the way, did, did a little part of you sad when James Wiseman was traded? Because there was the big, right? Oh, there man. was the rim protection. A little part of me a was sad. Part, yeah. Oh, man, I tweeted about this. I said, <laughs> James Wiseman is a guy who I believe is going to be a future all-star in the NBA. The fact that he's not been able to to succeed in the Warriors' offense, the Warriors' style of play, is not. It's just everything is not made for you. You're not you're not made to succeed in every every play. But I think I do think that the conversation we're having right now is appropriate. The fact that we do need a big man, but James Wiseman was not able to be successful in this lineup. But with the numbers he's putting up, he had 21 points last night uh, in a, in a really close win against the Wizards. And I think. These are the things that you're going to see in the future. I think a few years from now, we're going to look down the line and, and regret that decision. But I still believe it was the right decision because we needed somebody to help us win right now. I didn't think that that was a great fit. So I thought it was a great move for both his career and for the Warriors organization. Yeah, and the way the Pistons are going, if they wind up getting Wemba and Yana, who knows? Ooh, I mean, you know. three seven-footers in the paint. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> be able to score. Hey, Festus, man, it's no surprise. You're doing a great job on TV. It's great seeing you. You're uh, fun to listen to, and we sure do appreciate you sharing some thoughts on Murph and Mac. Man. Yeah, we'll, thank you, Festus. We'll do it again sometime. Thank you. Murph and Mac, I appreciate you guys. I got to give a shout-out to Chris Mullen, Bonte Hill, Kareth Burke, Monty Poole, all the people I do the show with on NBC Sports Bay Area. The pre- and post-game shows have been a, a blast. I hope you guys keep watching because the Warriors are about to make a run now. We're watching, buddy, and you're thriving at Thrive City. So keep going, man.
I appreciate that. Right. Thank you, guys. See you, Fessy. Thanks, very, man. Very cool. Always enjoy talking. Hey, Scott Coker heads Bellator MMA. He's Look coming to San Jose. All right. Next on the Sports Leader. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. Scott Grimes is here Thank with you. us. Voiceover, that is like my dream job. I think I just have too distinctive a voice and I can't manipulate it. That's why I'm right. not a good singer. This is how great Seth MacFarlane is. I went in to do it and I was talking like this and he goes, good, now just get rid of the neck thing that you just did because it's one, it's ugly. And then I just came out like this and came up with this guy named Steve Smith who has a tiny little lisp, but so does Scott Grimes, so it's perfect. What Women Binge, wherever you listen.